We're told one May afternoon in 1868, a lanky adolescent in thick spectacles was hunched over some showy Chopin at a piano in Bray. As his fingers scattered notes profusely towards the river Dargle, a three-year-old boy called Harry took advantage by secretly and expertly picking the lad's pockets. Aside from the teenage pianist's unusual virtuosity, there was nothing to show that Charles Villers Stanford would go on to become Ireland's most prolific composer, the man whose new symphony was chosen to open the new Berlin Concert Hall, or the greatest innovator in English music since Henry Purcell, the fellow who saved the Londonderry air for posterity and whom posterity would repay by forgetting him. His little pickpocket was Harry Plunkett Green, who grew up to be a singer. In his out-of-print 1935 biography of Stanford, he describes the Ireland of the 1860s as a country of intensive brilliance of the imagination, where lawyers and soldiers of fortune and singers were throwing off stars like Roman candles. Then, as now, Dublin was a gregarious city, self-consciously bustling with a very lively amateur music scene, bursting with life and song. It was, need we add, unionist through and through. But as the three-year-old thief wrote 67 years later, just before his own death, if you had prophesied that John Stanford's son, whom they remembered playing the piano as a little boy so small that his feet could not reach the pedals, would, with Parry the Englishman and Mackenzie the Scotsman, be buried eventually next to Purcell in Westminster Abbey, they would have looked at you and amusedly shrugged their shoulders and turned the conversation back to politics. Words of L.G. Gillespie in a remembrance of composer Charles Villers Stanford in the journal History Ireland. Gillespie referred to young Charles as John Stanford's son, and that is literally the case. We are invited to spend time in the company of Charles and his sons, his sons meant figuratively here. This Sunday, the Choral Society of Northeast Pennsylvania returns to in-person performing with a concert titled just that, Stanford and Sons. We had a chance to speak just yesterday with Dr. Alan Baker, artistic director of the Society, about the program with just a slight pun intended. It's all about Charles Villiers Stanford and quite a bit of his music and then uh, not his actual sons but his kind of musical sons because uh, you know while he was he's a very important composer his his greatest impact may have been as a as a teacher he was I think only 29 and he was the, the first professor of composition at the new Royal School of Music. And uh, like four years later, he became the professor of composition at Cambridge. And so in the, and, he, and he held those two uh, teaching positions till the end of his life in 1924. So he, uh, he had an impact on almost every British composer that came of age you know, during, during that tenure. Lots of names we would probably recognize like uh, Butterworth and Bridge and Coleridge Taylor, Gurney, Ireland, uh, Moran, uh, Holst, 
and the two uh, composers that we're also putting on this program, Rayfon Williams and Herbert Howells. And, the, you know, Stanford with Perry kind of brought about this renaissance they talk about in, in British music where there had just been kind of a, a vacuum, the last great British composer before Stanford and Perry, Elgar, would have probably been Henry Purcell, you know, who died back in 1695. So starting with Handel, they had just imported their composers uh, for, for a long time. What about the impact of the church and the singing and that culture on these British composers? Uh, well, I certainly think they uh, they all grew up with some knowledge of the you know yeah the Anglican uh, tradition. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what Elgar was outside of that as a Catholic. You know, he never really quite was part of the part of the boys' club, but um, yeah, and they certainly all wrote lots of church music, you know, even Vaughn Williams, who kind of begins as an atheist and ends as an agnostic, but he has this, he has this tie, this link to, you know, the common man. And so he set lots of church music and edited hymns and edited books of carols and, and that type of thing. So yeah, all of these, all of these gentlemen um, wrote significant amount of church music. Stanford is kind of uh, important you know, he wrote symphonies, um, but bringing that kind of symphonic, cyclical treatment with recurring themes and motives and ideas and stuff, and and using those central ideas to to cast the whole of like the morning, evening, and communion services. These these huge compilations of of music, and so we're doing his Te Deum in A which um, I think was written in 1880. And like the year before is probably his most famous one of these big kind of symphonic approach to the services was the B-flat service. That was uh, from 1879. So this is right about that time. And it's a, you know, it's, a, it's a nice piece. There's not room on the program to do all of the other service music in A major, but it would be interesting. Remind our listeners what the text would suggest. Oh, well, it's in English. You know, it's the Anglican translation. We praise thee, O God. We acknowledge thee to be the Lord. It's kind of this big, you know, hymn of praise. Historically often used to celebrate, like, war victories, battle victories. You know, often they would set the Te Deum as some kind of grand. It's it's a very celebratory uh, text long text and and has lots of opportunities i think to kind of word paint and move a a variety of uh, emotions that type of thing it's almost like a multiple multiple movement piece but just in one one large piece wonderful way to come out of isolation then yeah and we're doing te deum setting of the same text by howells he would have probably been near the end of the that he was born in like the 1890s so he while he studied with stanford he would have been one probably one of the last students of note and while he went off and did a number of things in the 40s he got very intrigued with setting like service music and especially like the evening canticles magnificat nunc dimittis and he was a big um apparently he was a big student of uh, architecture church architecture and so he wrote these settings again and again for different churches with 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 a sense of that he was writing for this particular acoustic and this particular organ and and maybe even the particular sound of that church choir 
you know, at the time. So one of his more famous of these settings of these kind of service music and evening canicles is uh, some set he made in the middle 1940s for King's College, Cambridge. It's called the Collegium Regal settings. And so we're doing that Te Deum. So we have the same Te Deum text on each half. But it's it's interesting because Howells doesn't sound a bit like Stanford, and, and all that list of composers I listed, no, then they don't sound like Stanford. He was apparently a, a a rather rough teacher, didn't didn't hold back, and and highly opinionated. But uh, there was an interesting article in 1924 published in Music and Letters when he when he the year he died that talked to like I don't know, 15, 16, I guess of these of these composers and they all kind of talk about what it just kind of what a jerk he was but that also he he knew the answer to every every problem you know that they might be having and uh, it must be the sign of a good teacher that he didn't turn out a bunch of people that just sounded like like him coming from a teacher at this table (laughs) that's right alan when you think about the forces then, what is the size of the ensemble performing on Sunday? Well, most importantly, we have a wonderful young lyric baritone, Jordan Markham. Jordan is the uh, organist choir master at St. Stephen's Episcopal in Harrisburg. And he studied at the Peabody Conservatory. I mean, he's a wonderful, just a wonderful singer, especially with English text. Um, he has a he has a great way with well with all languages, but I think I think we hear it and appreciate it more in in English. So we'll be doing this uh, the Vaughn Williams Five Mystical Songs. People might know these five movements, text by George Herbert. They probably are familiar with Vaughn Williams' The Talus Fantasia. And, these songs were written around, right around the same time, 1910, 1911. They're, they're, they're beautiful pieces. And then Stanford's Songs of the Fleet, which I don't think are so well known, but yeah, part of this big body of uh, English music and art that's, uh, that's just built around the sea. I mean, it, it's an island, right? But you think of... Uh, well, you think of Vaughn Williams and the, the Sea Symphony, and you think of um, later, you think of Britain and those sea interludes, or really the whole of Peter Grimes, Turner paintings, that Tennyson poem about crossing the bar. And um, so he had some, he had another set of songs for just baritone that he had written a few years earlier. And then he, he comes to these, and they're by a poet named Henry Newhold. There, there are five movements in this set. We're only doing one, three, and five. We're, we're leaving out the ones that aren't so serious. But they're all the perspective of not just the sea, but British naval lore. So the first movement is this almost like a, a musical painting of the, the fleet leaving the harbor. You know, this grandiose scene of the, the fleet leaving. And the middle movement's very quiet. It's about the the middle of the night watch and so the the singular you know sailor out in the middle of the the vastness of of the ocean just kind of basically by himself looking at the sky looking at the water and having all kinds of interesting thoughts and then the last movement is it's really powerful it's um called farewell and it's a 
kind of an homage to all British sailors across time who have who have sailed out and not you know not come home. I brought the poem if you want to maybe you want to read some of it. Yes, it's, uh, it's pretty striking. Mother with unbowed head, hear thou across the sea the farewell of the dead, the dead who died for thee. Greet them again with tender words and grave, for, saving thee, themselves they could not save. To keep the house unharmed, their fathers built so fair, deeming endurance unarmed, better than brute despair. They found the secret of the word that saith, service is sweet, for all true life is death. So greet thou well thy dead across the homeless sea, and be thou comforted, because they died for thee. Far off they served, but now their deed is done. Forevermore their life and thine are one. And it's beautifully, uh, you know, touching music. Stanford is, is very accessible, but with, uh, you know, some interesting harmonies. And all of these pieces are for baritone. Um, so they feature Jordan and, and, and the choir. You know, it's kind of like doing their thing in the background. And you mentioned Vaughn Williams and Howells and uh, Stanford. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Just those three. We're also doing um, a short anthem uh, by Howells and a short anthem by, by Stanford. Like as the Heart by Howells. It's a setting of uh, the opening words of, I think it's Psalm 42, like as the heart desireth the water brooks, so longeth my soul after the O God, and beautiful piece. Actually, it might be might be known to some listeners. It's a, it's a fairly accessible anthem for church choirs, but it's still, it's, 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 a, it's a lovely piece of music. And then the Stanford anthem is called, uh, it's a setting of one of the burial sentences, and I, I heard a voice from heaven, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, blessed are they who, who die in the Lord. You can hear how that he knew, he was he had a friendship with Brahms and, and Sassons. He, he, he went and studied, it's one of the things that, that they point out about Stanford, that he wasn't kind of insulated. He, um, well, he's Irish to start with, so he kind of brings to his music, his knowledge of Irish folk song, Irish folklore, but then he, he, while he studies in England, he goes off to Leipzig and Berlin. He studies, he, he knows and corresponds with Brahms and Sassons and some other people like that. And I, I think when you listen to this piece, there's a little, um, Fran McMullen actually was the first to point it out to me, but there's there's a little Brahms Requiem movement one in, in this, but it's a piece that really shows off his, you know, his command of how to work within a tonal framework, but to create these really long, luscious phrases that still just kind of keep finding new places to, to kind of go and you kind of know where they're going but they they take really beautiful routes uh, to get there and that's acapella a lot of people know stanford's like beati quorum via his latin motet i think this piece is is equal now you talked about Howells and his interest in architecture and spaces tell mm-hmm. us about where you'll be well the concert is at covenant Presbyterian, Madison and Olive, the corner of Madison and Olive in, in Scranton, just a, a few blocks away from the U, which is a, you know, a lovely space uh, visually, the windows, and a lovely acoustic. 
so a, a, a nice place for us to do this this concert and it's it's nice to to be back doing this it's not exactly uh, normal We're, we have our masks on um, if you come to the concert you need to bring your mask and wear it properly but all of the singers who are participating are fully vaccinated we've been rehearsing you know in this cavernous kind of space and all distanced apart and air filtration machines and uv lights in the four corners uh, you know it's not we're not back to normal but it it feels it still feels good you know it's better than this virtual stuff we all tried to engage in a year ago just to kind of keep the the fires burning or at least smoldering and you did create really creative work you and carl and mm. it was Thank you. it was wonderful you're always so good about offering a discount to wvia members yeah $2 discount if you're a WVIA member. And for 18 and under, it's it's free as, as, as usual. We'd, we'd love to see young people. And it's a big space, and there should be plenty of room to, you know, find your... The sound is fine anywhere in that room, but certainly you, sh- you should be able to, uh, you and your own, should be able to find your own little island and keep some distance. This, the Tadeum in A Major by Charles Villiers Stanford, one of the works to be featured on a program this Sunday afternoon, November 7th at 3 in the afternoon at Covenant Presbyterian Church of Scranton, corner of Madison and Olive. We spoke with Dr. Ellen Baker, artistic director of the Presenting Ensemble, the Choral Society of Northeast Pennsylvania. Stanford and Sons, they're calling the program, and they'll have music of Stanford and Vaughn Williams and Herbert Howells. Baritone Jordan Markham from Harrisburg will join in for the Vaughn Williams Five Mystical Songs and selections from Stanford's Songs of the Fleet. There'll be motets and Anglican service music as well. For more information on the web, choralsociety.net, choralsociety.net. That's Sunday afternoon, November 7th at 3, this Sunday at Covenant Presbyterian Church of Scranton. It's a program titled Stanford and Sons, presented by the Choral Society of Northeast Pennsylvania under the direction of Dr. Alan Baker. For more information, choralsociety.net. We asked Dr. Baker to look ahead and ask him what's next on the season schedule and he alerts us to the programs December 10th and 11th at the Scranton Cultural Center on the 10th and the Kirby Center on the 11th. It's the Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic's Home for the Holidays program, and the adult chorus and members from the Children's Choir will be joining in festive carol singing and much more. That's Friday evening, December 10th at the Scranton Cultural Center at 7 and Saturday evening at 7, the 11th, at the FM Kirby Center in downtown Wilkes-Barre. The Philharmonic's Home for the Holidays program with the guests from the Choral Society of Northeast Pennsylvania. Again, choralsociety.net.